Welcome back to Soccer Soccer Crush. Everyone, it is that time of year. It is the most special time of year. (laughs) Rivalry. Yes. And as per protocol, we always invite someone on from our most hated rivals. I don't know if there are most hated rivals, actually. But we have (laughs) someone here from Columbus today. So what kind of trouble we can get into. And that's, yeah. Are we better than them right now? Yes. Yes. Okay. Are we better than them always? Also, yes. 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 <laughs> we have more wooden spoons than them. That's right. Take that, Columbus. <laughs> oh, don't forget that we have a book club. We're still finalizing what our next book is going to be. So let us know if you have any suggestions. We plan on meeting in the fall. So you still have time to sign up with the link that's available in our Twitter. And I'm sure that I will tweet it out lots and lots of times before... Yeah. If you missed our last book club, uh, jokes on you. It was amazing. It was, was. a fantastic conversation. So many people. Uh, yeah, thanks for showing up. You know who you are. And you do. If you <laughs> want to, I still suggest uh, Learning America by Luma Mufle. It was fantastic. It was really good. Agreed. And speaking of Twitter, you should go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at soccer underscore crush. There's thirst traps, very important polls, crush of the week, nonsense, more thirst traps. Um, And go like and subscribe and rate our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We really couldn't do it without you. And we love you more than most law loves fancy soaps. It's true. And we, we do have proof that he loves fancy soaps because look at him. He looks like a man who loves fancy soaps. He does. All right. Does everyone have a rapid fire? I do. It's oh. okay. No. That's okay. I know. I'll sit here in my shame of not having one. I barely had a headline. Remember, I had to research it right as we were about to hit record. That's okay. You did a great job. No one, right. no one would have known if you hadn't called yourself out. <laughs> How about instead of my rapid fire, I just say thank you so much to Jonah for having me on Knifey Line Radio. Oh it was God. a lot that of fun. That was so funny. It was, it was really fun. Episode and I would listen to Knifey Lion more if you were on it. But don't That's very that. nice. On this today's episode, Zach said that he tried to tell Jonah that we could both be on there. And Jonah said, no, just Zach. So. What? I don't know what that's about. I guess we have a rivalry again. <laughs> I thought, and I thought you were even on his side when I was his biggest enemy. <laughs> well, I had just sworn to ha- always have his back, and then, and then he you know, him. that's okay. Drop the bomb. That's <laughs> classic Jonah. All right, uh, my rapid fire is: if you could only keep one streaming service, which one would it be? I feel like I pay $11 million a month to have every single streaming site possible. I would probably stick with Netflix. It has a lot of Korean television that I love. I think I would do Hulu because I can watch soccer on Hulu. We would be able to share Golden Girls. (laughs) Well, I'm going to then go, I mean... Maybe Apple TV, because that's what all the MLS games will be on next year. Oh, but what about Premier League? Ooh. I'd have to have cable. I don't know, but this people- is tough. Ooh, that's a good question. How dare you? It is a really good question. You really make me think. I am off the clock, ma'am. <laughs> all right. Do we have one that's like a least favorite that you're like, this one is garbage? I wouldn't use Paramount if it didn't have Champions League. That's probably true here, too. Uh, And speaking of Paramount tonight, you can, well, it's going to be in the past, but the U.S. Women's National Team plays Mexico at 10 p.m. on Paramount+. Plus. You mean they're going to beat Mexico? Well, it's assumed. (laughs) Red and grease. As in teens, if you could be any Disney character, whomst would you be? Hmm. Disney character. I haven't seen a Disney movie for quite some time. Okay, I'll go first. I would be Hades from Hercules. Okay. I feel like that's on brand for me. It's on brand. (laughs) 
Um, maybe Belle from Beauty and the Beast. That's very you. I, I also like to read. So yeah, I'll be Belle. Okay. Um, I would like to be Shere Khan from The Jungle Book. Also on brand. Yeah. That makes sense. Those make a lot of sense. <laughs> All right. Um, anyone listening, tell us who you would be. And we'll let yeah. you know if it is on brand or not. <laughs> as long as we know your brand. That could be a thread. Might have to mm. think about that. <laughs> well, I have a headline. And that is that Gareth Bale signed with LAFC. And that's all I know about it. Probably for a lot of money. I, you know, I don't know how much. Some gams, some tam, and in bam. He's probably going to live in a very fancy house in Los Angeles and soak up the sun. Okay, what what neighborhood do you think he's going to be in? I'm going to pick Encino or Sherman Oaks because he's not quite rich enough for the others. But those are hoity-toity. He can afford like an $8 million home in Encino. I don't know the neighborhoods of LA. So I will. I was going to say, I don't know that I do either. Not well enough to answer this question. The the Valley. I remember them talking about the Valley on Clueless. Clueless. I was going to say, like, I know. (laughs) That's all I got. That's my headline. (laughs) My headline is something absolutely sadly comical. Uh, So I think a lot of people saw that coach guy from CST that tack talk with his incredibly asinine fat phobic comment about chanting in the Bailey, because apparently when you make an analogy, you just want to make a conscious decision to be fat phobic and rude. That was a Mm. dick move. Yeah. Just as mean as possible. Yeah. It was unnecessary. We're Mm. not children. You could have made the point in a hundred other ways. Don't be a jerk. And that is all. Well, mine is fresh to death. Oh, yeah. Wayne Rooney back in the United States to coach DC United. Did that come from Rebecca Vardy's account? It it (laughs) did come from Rebecca Vardy's account. I have two questions. What do you think is the appeal of Washington, D.C. to keep pulling him back? And two, what do we think Colleen Rooney thinks about this situation? Money and not happy. Yeah. <laughs> she did not like living here from what I No, that's what I heard. It and like, it's only gotten worse. Yeah. She might just stay home. She might be like, listen, Maybe. I'd rather deal with Rebecca Vardy selling my stories <laughs> than being in the United States. Where you have got my story. own drama going on here. Yeah. yeah. Crushing you to death. Capitalismo, etc. So yeah, that's that's interesting. I guess. He kind of looks like a meatball from all the pictures I've seen of fans <laughs> in the airport. Oh man. Wayne Rooney looks a little bloated. Oh, poor Wayne. What, I hope he's not back on the sauce. I know. Like, wasn't there that story where he was like drunk in the airport? Yes. <laughs> like yes. someone yes. or something. Yes. Oh. We're just gonna sit right here. <laughs> Very possible. Let's hope that doesn't happen again. Um Anybody have a favorite match since the last time we've recorded? Ooh, I do. My okay. favorite match was when we beat Orlando one to nothing. Um, and it was Brenner's second goal of the season. It like opened the floodgates. He then went on and scored three goals against NYCFC. Yeah. So it was fun. Brenner's and that was one that I wasn't in the stadium for. It was just on the couch. Yeah. Ooh. Those are the best ones in my opinion. <laughs> It can be sometimes. Good for you, Brenner. Yes. Glad to see you doing well, buddy. Me too. It was exciting. I was happy for him. Good for him. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the chaotic ending of the Rowdies. It was chaos. Yeah, it sounds like it. I didn't see it, but it sounded like it was pretty fun-filled. It had everything. Yes. (laughs) It was quite amazing. I feel like the Rowdies tend to pull off those kinds of late match wins. And they did it without Lucky and Kosana. Like he didn't, he wasn't the magic at the end. Nope. Which is interesting, but he's the magic for me. I love him. (laughs) Um, My favorite match that I didn't watch, but I just need to bring it up for everyone is that 
Charlotte beat Nashville this weekend, four to one. And it's always a good day when Nashville loses. That's true. I hope they cried. Oh, so much. So many times. I'm pretty sure they did. Okay. That's what I heard. They probably uh, did. Yeah. Well, let's go have a tactics break. I um I need to to brush up. Oh, I learned some tactics on. Did you um, learn them in the Bailey? In the Bailey, yes. Well, everyone listening, you don't get to hear it. It's our private <laughs> conversation. If you want to know what Beth knows, you should go sit with her in the Bailey, or sign up for our Patreon. No, <laughs> <laughs> Bailey's horror stories are strictly Patreon material. Some should be. We'll yes. be right back. Well, welcome back. We have finished talking tactics, and now we are ready to introduce you to our. Oh, Red's not ready. <laughs> Red's an FCC fan. Um, we have uh, Morgan Hughes here, a Columbus Crew fan. You might know Morgan because he saved the crew single-handedly. Single-handedly. <laughs> That's what he told us off air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you may also know him from Aces Radio, Tifo Sweat, Noron Tour, Supporters Supply. All of those things. Welcome to Soccer Crush, Morgan. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you for listing the only things I've ever done with my life. I appreciate that. It is uh, uh, hopefully the people in this house will start respecting me a little bit more and stop giving me COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, one can hope. Yeah, we, we can only promise one of those things. We'll let you guess which one. Not COVID, I, I'm assuming. <laughs> no, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Um, well, yeah. Go ahead, Abby. I was going to say you're here for a very special episode because we ha- hell is real this week. Yeah, I mean, game I'm going to have to miss because of COVID. Oh no! <laughs> so when Columbus falls, one could blame you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been blamed for I've been blamed for worse things by better people. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I respect that. That's well, the extent of my shit talking for this episode. Sorry, I didn't mean to swear. I don't know. If no, you absolutely can do that. Go right ahead. I'm used to I'm used to Aces Radio where like you have to swear. It's part of the, the contract. It's a requirement. Yeah. You need a contract for that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um no, we thankfully have had quite a few fans of the crew on the episodes, and they've had a good time, I think. I think that. We really secretly have an Ohio union against the world. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think I've always said like, um, I'm sure in some like future, like my kid and like maybe your kids or other kids will eventually like hate each other with some sort of like legitimacy. But like, I've never been one to like fake, um, either hatred or love. (laughs) So like I, I did not grow up having anything, but, just like a fondness for Cincinnati and I can't like pretend like I don't like it. It's a fantastic city. And uh, I just, you know, the only part of me that dislikes FCC is the part that just wants to beat them. That's all. That's fair. I think what we can all agree on so far is that we all just hate Nashville. Yeah. Everything people do to try to bring us apart and, and, and tear us apart. Really? We just come together and we're like, wow, fuck Nashville. Yeah, no, fuck them for sure. They, I mean, obviously Nashville, you know, when, when they got announced, the, the assumption was that the crew wouldn't exist. So they were, they were, it was kind of signed off on them being the yellow soccer team. And that's not a conspiracy theory. That's like literally what happened at MLS headquarters. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that because obviously their colors were blue and yellow before, you know, say the crew started, but like, you know, Don Garber literally was like, okay, just be the yellow soccer team entirely. It, there won't be one soon. Anyway, back to you. Uh-huh. I don't recognize them as a yellow soccer team. Jokes on them. Yeah. And it just coincided with the crew kind of like with the Haslam's, you know, buying the crew and going like, surely no one in Columbus has affinity for the only color we've ever been associated with. We'll just get rid of that. And it just like it was like the worst timing on a lot of levels. I know we're not here to bitch mm-hmm. about ownership. I could do that for hours. <laughs> we we would have a few things to chime in with, I think. Yes. Um but what is your soccer love story? How did you get into soccer? What keeps you involved? What do you love about it? How has it broken your heart? 
God. Um, well, I mean, like the, the, to the to the first question, I've always, you know, having done like a billion interviews during STC and whatnot, like I would I would always get this question, you know, like how did you fall in love with soccer? When did soccer creep up on you and steal your heart? And, you know, I always said, like, I have a really boring, like, soccer origin story. And mostly it's because, like, I'm not really a soccer person. Um, I didn't grow up playing it. Uh, I, you know, I played in first and second grade like everyone that was a kid in the 80s did. Um, but, like, I, I literally start, like, started liking soccer because of two things. The 94 World Cup happened when I was 13. And that's, like, prime sports fandom time and it was announced that year that the Columbus crew were going to start and I'm just like a crazy insane sports fan from Columbus and I love everything and I did love everything and I will always love everything that is a sports team that has anything to do with Columbus I worship at the altar of Ohio State football and basketball and um you know the crew were another I loved the the Columbus chill I loved the Columbus Horizon. I love the Ohio Glory. Uh, I love Columbus Quest. I was at every single finals game for two years with Columbus Quest. So, like, the crew were just, like, the next thing. And so I, I started liking the crew because they were a Columbus sports team. Um, how has soccer broken my heart? I, I, just various moments of crew futility. <laughs> you know, like, you guys know, anytime you – get involved emotionally with something and it, you know, and then there are like 32 other participants and only one can win. Um, you're in, you're very infrequently the one. And, um, whether you're on the bachelor, the bachelorette bachelor in paradise, or you're a soccer fan, like you're not going to be the one with the final rows a majority of the time. And oh, sometimes are, you get wooden spoons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, I won't shit talk, uh, but, you know, there are little pieces of me, of, of my heart and soul left around after all these seasons. Um, the 2010 crew season specifically just left me. I mean, that I, there, I literally mean that there's always going to be a piece of my being that's sitting there with, you know, his head down in the Nordak after, you know, basically the end of that era of Guillermo and Frankie and, all of the Gino and all of the guys that kind of went away after that season. So, I mean, it's a good thing the off season's so short, but I got into soccer because it's a sport and it happened in Columbus and I remain because I don't ever do anything half ass, you know, anything worth doing is worth overdoing. I respect that. Win or lose. Yeah. Win or you lots get- of losing in our situation. Yeah. Yeah. Your love of crew in the soccer led you to like any other teams? Like, are there other teams that you follow or enjoy? No. Um, the U.S. teams, obviously, the women more than the men. Um, clearly, clearly. Yeah. That's a superior thing. For all the obvious reasons, you know, not just the winning, but just because like there's just like a shitload better humans. And I just, you know, like gravitate towards good humans. And, you know, they're just, you know, they're the best. They're, they're, you know, they get presidential medals of freedom, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's not to like. And, I, and also the, the, the men, the MLS tends to like bring the men in, you know, especially after World Cup cycles. And I just end up fucking hating them, you know, because they never go to the crew. And, <laughs> you know, and I just I hate people that don't play for the crew. So, you know, it always sours the men's seat for me. I'm technically a Swansea City fan. Um but like, it doesn't really mean anything to me. My family's from Swansea and, uh, you know, it's just, it's an off season thing to do. As soon as the crew start back up nothing matters. That's fair. Yeah. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions? Sure. All right. Is there a match that you did not see in person that you wish you could have watched in person? Oh man. Uh, are we, this is just about soccer, right? I can't say any other sports. Hey. Very we don't early. really have that many rules, so you go right ahead and say whatever you would like. <laughs> no, I, I'll, I'll keep it to soccer. So the the, I, the 20, there was a 2017 game during Save the Crew, and, you know, I'm under no false pretenses that I'm with you guys for any other reason than because I was, you know, like the face of Save the Crew. So, oh, we also find you to be completely hilarious on Twitter. So. Oh, yes. you. Yeah. Pam, do you hear this? 
What a treat. Uh, no, the, there was a, there was a game during save the crew, like right after. And it was, um, I, it was the, it was a game against NYCFC in the playoffs and we just beat the pants off them four to one, but I had to leave because it was the first time I'd ever left a game. I was, I was crazy sick. And, um, this is obviously pre COVID and, you know, it was still in that, that, that era of, um, when, when you're sick, just like buck up champ and like go to work and do all the shit you have to do and, and infect anyone that it takes. And, um, you know, like I knew that there were going to be like there from ESPN. And I knew that, you know, like there would be people with microphones patrolling the parking lots. And I had to, I had to get there and talk into those microphones and I had to bring my two sticks. And, um, I was, I was laying on the couch before the game and I was just like, I'm I'm so physically ill. That there's no way that I can even like sit up into a prone position. And I just like f- willed myself to the stadium and did the interviews. And it was, I, th- I can't even remember when I left, but it was a romp. And to this day, people will say like my, fr- my number one memory is just beating the shit out of NYCFC during save the crew. Cause you know, like anytime we won a game during that whole saga, it was just like, uplifting and it was emotional and it was kind of like a stake in the ground. Like we're, we're for, you know, like we're getting there every single game is another mile that we've marched and I wasn't there for it. <laughs> like I was physically ill. And if I go back in time and, and find the person that infected me, I, I just, I'd slap them silly. Yes. Yeah. Rapid fire. Uh, I'm just going to yeah. take 15 minutes to answer every single one. That's fine. That's okay. A lot of people take liberties with the rapid and the rapid fire. <laughs> suggestion. Hey, part of the reason that I was like the mouthpiece for the movement is because I can verbally diarrhea about anything at any time. So watch out. That's a, yeah, I was going to say that's a marketable skill. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If you had the power to change, add, or remove any soccer rule, what would it be? Oh, man. Uh, as a non-soccer person who has never played, uh, I, heading the ball is stupid. Um, it's dangerous. And it, I, I've filled in on a couple soccer teams and honestly, like it's, first of all, soccer is not that hard of a sport. It really, it truly isn't. I think that people who like get really into the game think that it's more complex than it isn't. It's basketball with your feet. It, it truly is like the, the offensive and defensive and zone schemes are the exact same thing. You move into space you know, you move away from the ball. Um, but I was filling in on a team, on an outdoor team. My buddy was like, we were warming up and he was kind of like pumping these crosses in. And, and I went and got my head on one and I was like, Jesus Christ, this, that was, what? Is this what it is like every time that someone heads the ball? My God. And then the stuff that's coming out in the New York Times, the Washington Post about like CTE and soccer players, yeah. heading the ball is insane for a game that is, it is so like entrenched that you only use your feet. It's like, well, let's, let's go ahead and use the most important part of our body for us as hominids. And, and, you know, just don't use the middle part. Like, let's go, let's go all in, man. At the, at the very least, don't head the ball off of goal kicks. Cause it's, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like getting under a fly ball and not using a glove. Like, Helmets. It definitely sounds like something a man made up. Oh, stupid, right? It's just the dumbest goddamn thing. And frankly, like you know, there. My my wife is is a really good athlete, and I like to think of my myself as somebody who can you know figure stuff out athletically. And you know, so people are like, "Well, what's what's Nora going to play?" And I'm like, "Well, she's not going to she's not going to do hockey because that's just like too early." And the the equipment is too expensive. Obviously she's not going to play football because I don't have a death wish for her. And gymnastics is out because that's just like riddled with, with just child rape and, uh, and you know, all kinds of problems. Yeah. Everything. But like soccer, tennis, I don't know, whatever she wants, as long as it's not like something's going to kill her. And if, if we can just take that one and they don't let kids head the ball until they're like 15. Well, what, like that's what, like, that's not an important time of brain development. Like, anyway, rapid fire question number two, get rid of heading the ball. Uh, yes. 
Yeah. I think that is a fantastic answer and we have not had that answer before. What do people usually say? Offside? Offsides. VAR, I think, has come up a couple of times. Do people hate VAR? Do people hate the truth? Sometimes they, it's a liar. They like it when it works for them and hate it when it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. Sorry. That's the United States way. Yeah. Um, who do you think has the best mascot? And who do you think has the worst? Please. Obviously, I'm very impartial. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm extremely uh, biased towards the Columbus crew. Crew Cat is, is mm. first of all, I'll say there's, there's no bad mascot. There's no such thing because mascots are for children. And if I'm, if I'm going to like shit all over something that's for children, I better goddamn well be a child, which, you know. We have some we could send you that are very, very not good. You know, over in the UK, they just... They just take the idea of a mascot and just bastardize it. So like a boiler. Oh, I mean, like whatever, dude. I mean, like if you're doing, listen, if you're doing mascots for adults, then I could, I guess I could have hot takes, but like MLS mascots are for children. They roam the stadium and you let your kids take pictures with it. And I think that's awesome. And there is no such thing as a bad mascot. Crew cat is the only mascot I'm aware of that, that was died, has an only son, and was resurrected. Okay, yeah. so you be the judge of what that means. Okay, I think I've heard parallels. I think as I've an avowed atheist, that. even I have to recognize that <laughs> that is semi-biblical. <laughs> See, now if the Bible was about that, I'd read it. <laughs> the Bible was about okay. mascot. You're not missing much. Not missing. <laughs> That's why I'm not religious. And may I remind you, Morgan? When in doubt, shit on Nashville. What's their mascot? We don't know. Is the, is Something bad? <laughs> no, I don't, actually don't know. Isn't it the Jesus guy with the sign? Isn't that their mascot? <laughs> I mean, we we have seen him a few times. I've seen that guy before, and it's everyone. Tempo the Coyote. Okay, Tempo the Coyote. It's. I can't show on that. That sounds great. It has no neck. Uh, it has no neck. Oh, there's Gary. Gary also great. doesn't have a neck. Yeah. Gary's great. I'll remind you guys, uh, or I'll just say straight up that when FCC started and Gary, the lion and the Bailey was like the two synonymous things. I I literally had two dogs at the time and one was named Gary and one was named Bailey. That's amazing. (laughs) You rat bastards. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, Is there anyone you met in your life through soccer that you probably wouldn't have met otherwise? My wife. Um, well, we didn't know you met through soccer. Yeah, we met at a crew game. Um, yeah, shit, a lot of people. I mean, half, half of our bridal party, um, my best friends, uh, you know, all of the people that I choose. You know, like there's that whole old adage that I will do a poor job of kind of like describing, but, you know, like the, the most worthwhile family is the one that you choose. And, um, you can't do anything about what family you're born into, but you can pick a really, really good one to surround yourselves with. And, you know, I count crew fans and FCC fans alike, as there's a lot of crossover there from when Cincinnati didn't exist yet. But like some of the best people I've ever known and some of the people that I'm like luckiest to have been there when they decided I'm going to make a friend today, um, are was through soccer and, um, you know, there's there's no better collection of humans. None. I absolutely agree. Soccer is really a love language, I think. It is. It's weird. It's like math. It's like mathematics and music. Like math, music, and soccer are like the universal languages. Like when the aliens land, we'll probably yeah. be doing one of those three things to kind of communicate with them. Yeah. Mine will be soccer. Yeah. I'll just start <laughs> kicking balls at their heads. And it turns out it was math. Them. It was math. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I had a theory. <laughs> Who is a soccer crush you just don't understand and think should not be a crush? What does that mean? Like any a player that like is really popular or everybody really likes them. Oh shit! I mean, I'll go back to all of the people who Clint Dempsey, uh, Jermaine Jones. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Any of the U.S. men's national team that didn't come play for Columbus? Yeah. So fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them all. I mean, honestly, like there's, 
There's not a single solitary. I'll take that back. There's one guy that has ever been a soccer player that didn't play for the crew that I enjoyed. And that was Jimmy Nielsen. He's an old keeper for the wizards or the whiz or the uh, sporting camps, whatever, whenever he was around, he was like, we would always chant horrible things at keepers at old crew stadium. And um, especially with, you know, like smaller crowds allow you to kind of do dumber shit. Um, like for instance, like there was like a Tuesday U S open cup game in the Nordic where there was maybe 50 of us total in the stadium. <laughs> and one chant that we did is we sang the entirety of don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. And we just didn't change it to make it anything crew related. We just sang it. So like smaller crowds allow you to do dumber shit. And there was one really small crowd where Jimmy Nielsen was the keeper. And we did that chant about, you know, um, a uh, bucket of sweets and a cheeky smile. Jimmy is a effing pedophile and, and maybe a joke that you wouldn't do nowadays, but you know, we were dumb and in our twenties and he, uh, he just kind of like turned around and did this kind of thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, you caught me. And we, everyone lost it. And I mean, like that guy probably played another six years. And every time he showed up, we were just like, yeah, that guy's <laughs> awesome. He gets it. <laughs> I don't even remember what the question was. Rapid fire. No, that was perfect. That was a great answer. Um, if your soccer crush offered to take you out to dinner, where are you going and what are you ordering? Man. Just along the lines of how, like, uh, you know, like asking me soccer questions as a non-soccer person, that's kind of like inherently not going to lead to a great answer. Like food, I'm just like not a food person. Like I, I have like sustenance habits where like I must eat in order to live, but like, I don't really give a shit about it. And there's nothing about it that interests me. So like going to, I don't even know, man. Um, But you live in Columbus and you can't even say like hot chicken takeover or like, we are going to do like the Jenny's sampler. They're both fine. Buckeyes at Urban Meyer steak, whatever house it is. Well, I have hot takes about bad food. Like those, okay. those Buckeyes, those, those candy Buckeyes or whatever are awful. They're okay. too rich and I'm sick of pretending oh. that we should like them. Red oh. does not agree. Red says, <laughs> Red's like, okay. Andrew, Red loves food. She would eat anything you put in front of her. Yeah. <laughs> I like the poison. Give me the chocolate. What are some of your favorite Twitter accounts and podcasts? Favorite Twitter accounts. Um, obviously, I love the Nutmeg News. That's a that's a great one. There was an April Fool's Day post from the Nutmeg News one time, like ten years ago, because, and no one knows who the Nutmeg News is. Um, but they on an April Fool's Day they they listed their um, um, beat reporters for every soccer team, and they listed me as the crew uh, reporter. I was it was like the biggest honor of my life. <laughs> I've never, I've never been more honored than I was to be like in a, like inaccurately associated with something. Uh, I love carrot dad or a coffee dad. Okay, He's just like a guy who just, it's an old man account and he tweets about coffee. I like real carrot facts. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of the crew cow. If it's gotta be soccer related, that's just okay. a, a, a crew animal account and all it does is move. That's amazing. Doesn't do anything else. Only follows one account, and that's the Seattle Sounders capo. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Who would you trust to take a high stakes PK? No one's ever played for the crew. Um, Shit. God. I don't know. Brian McBride? That's a good answer. I mean, anyone who doesn't really have much thought process happening during the game because you can over to Frankie maybe I mean I feel like Frankie's usually like not too mentally invested I mean that is like the kindest and I mean that in the kindest way like that guy anyone who plays by like gut and just like muscle memory and they're not going to like do this like anyone with a short uh, approach you know like this this whole like running up and pausing and seeing which way the goalkeeper is going to go. How about you go up and place the ball? Don't take fucking forever. Be a soccer player, kick the ball into a hard to defend space. Anyone who's not complicated and doesn't overthink shit. Nico Hansen. 
I like all these answers. Yeah. And Megan Rapino. Pino can do anything. Yeah, she can do anything. Yeah, I mean, she went to the fucking White House. So. Yeah. This time. Right. And went there with a message, too. Like, she, mm-hmm. ugh, every moment is just, like, her moment. She's so, mm, she's the best. Because I think she knows it's not about her. Totally, yeah. But in in the forefront. Um, which coach would you like to get a drink of your choice with? Man, I don't really care about coaches. They are, you know, the interesting thing about the coaching position is that it was created to be destroyed, especially in soccer. What do you, like, one time they, they, the the team used to always go in the opposite direction of the Nordak in the first half and then towards the Nordak in the second half. And Greg Berhalter switched that up because he wanted to be able to, uh, like give his players instructions offensively in the second half and they were on the other side of the field. And I just thought I always, and I love Greg, dude. So I guess my answer would be Greg because I just enjoy Greg as a, as a human. And, uh, but like, I was always like, Greg, how, like, that's just like, so self, like, you're just like so impressed with yourself. The things that I'm going to tell you are going to make you play soccer better. No one's listening to you out there, man. You know, if it was football and like you have to call a play, then you can directly influence that. If it's baseball and you go swing, don't swing, steal, don't steal. Yeah. Okay. If it's soccer, if it's basketball, if it's fluid, if it's almost poetic in movement and, you know, no one's listening to you. At best, they're going to nod at you. So coaches, you know, that position is made to be destroyed. And unless they are a super cool uh person i don't really have any interest in them and also i don't like getting close to people uh from the soccer side like the front office i'm i'm fine with being their friends as long as they're like on the business side but like the soccer side i'm not interested in because i like to keep that separate like i don't want to know them because i might have to root against them at some point and i might have to like hope that they get fired (laughs) that's fair yeah it's the hope that kills you yeah yeah (laughs) Are which three soccer players do you want on your zombie apocalypse team? So you're trying to survive the zombie apocalypse. Which three players do you want? You could just use them as bait if you would like. You don't have to get close to them. Well, let me ask you, is this anything like the aliens are landing and you need to pick three people type of thing? Sure. Okay. Because that I'm that is something that I've just been like I almost only have friends who engage in that kind of conversation. Like, it's almost like, I don't know why, but I always surround myself with people that, like, if the aliens landed, we need five guys to beat the aliens, like, you know, the monsters. Then you are in the right place, because this is how you're supposed to talk about soccer. <laughs> yeah, like, right? Those hypotheticals. Three soccer players. Okay, well, then I'll just go back to um, people that don't care about, people don't overthink things, but I'll take it a step further and say, people who don't value their body. And I mean that in like a way that's like they will throw their head into a scrum in front of net if they think that potentially their side of their temple might hit the ball and it might cascade, rendering them lifeless, but also getting the team goal. So I'll start with Frankie Hayda. Obviously, I mentioned him before for the same exact reason. The dude just does not get a single solitary buck. And, I, you know, I've watched him with a broken arm go headfirst into a challenge with some dude's foot. Like not only did he not care that he had a broken arm, he was also willing to sacrifice his entire head. Uh, So, you know, he'd probably risk getting bit to put a ball in the back of the net. Uh, I think you also got to take in that same vein, Brian McBride, you know, no one's been fouled harder more consistently in on or around the, the skull than Brian McBride. And then, and you got to have a keeper and I'll say, um, I'll say John Bush because he's like five, two and there's no reason that he should have ever played that position professionally. And yet he just has moxie. Yes. We also have a wee little guy on FC Cincinnati that plays the same way. Yeah. And maybe he's like in trouble for, you know, being little headbutting people, but really he's just short. Yeah. And I mean, like, if you're just, if we're not talking crew players, like Hope Solo is like the ultimate, I don't give a fuck about anything or any one player. Yeah. I think she's been on a few other people's mm-hmm. yeah. survival team. Got to so. include her. 
because mm-hmm. she's not trying to impress anyone. She'll she'll do a press release, you know, from her. She'll screenshot her own email, and like there will be spelling errors, and you're just like, here's someone that doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read any soccer books, and if so, which are your favorites? Oh my god, Accidental mm-hmm. Heroes. Ooh, the grassroots movement that helped save the Columbus Crew. Uh, anytime I do a podcast where I think they're going to, or an interview where I think they're going to ask me questions about save the crew, I get this out because in the back, it has like a list of all of the things that we did. Team initiatives, they call it. Oh, I just kind of read that. Cause like I, it's been five years and I'm sure I've forgotten a bunch of shit. And also, so accidental here is I have to plug that buy it, please. The guy that wrote it took a huge chance and hasn't sold as many books as he thought he would. And he's a really good dude. His name's Pete McGinty. Um, and he deserves everyone's support. Steve Cirque has written a number of books. And I've been lucky enough to call Steve a friend and also to serve as some sort of proofreader. And he'll send me stuff and, you know, be like, hey, is this, you know, is this accurate? And I'll be like, it's, yeah, whatever. But like, here's your spelling error. You know, here's that. So I've read a lot of Cirque stuff. I've been unfortunate enough to read a book by Phil West. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but he's, he's one of a, you know, a collection of people that I don't respect from Austin, Texas. Um, well, that's fair. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend that. Soccer <laughs> books. Oh, there's one that just came out. that's called soccer triumphant. And it's, it's by a guy in Canada. Who's like a Nat. He's like in the Canadian baseball hall of fame but his, his son is like the president of Red Patch Boys for TFC. And so he just kind of like got into soccer and I don't know, he was here, he visited us in like 2019. And so Save the Crew is part of it. And he sent me his book and I just kind of like skimmed that recently. I'm not really a big reader. Uh, really you just to... named so many books. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how to read. This has all been a lie. <laughs> um. Is there a match you wish you could relive? Um, wow. I mean, the, the most fun I've ever had at, at the stadium was the 2015 uh, Montreal playoff game. And I, I, you know, I, I think that a lot of people, crew fans would say the 08 Eastern Conference Finals. Um, but I, you know, like the 2015 Montreal playoff game was uh, – I was at the first leg. Interestingly enough, there were three crew fans there. We played Montreal. They had played Toronto in the, in the previous round. And, you know, Toronto-Montreal is a rivalry. And at the time, like, I was uh, kind of running Noron tour. And so I was used to reaching out to front offices and kind of working with, you know, their travel coordinators and their security teams. And um, I said, hey, you know, I reached out to Montreal and I said, hey, uh, you know, there's – there's some crew fans that are thinking about coming to Montreal. I'm one of them. This is like a Wednesday, Friday, Thursday. I don't know. It was during the week. So it's not going to be a big crowd. Um, just going to be a couple of us. We would like to sit together and, you know, at most it's going to be 10. And I just don't know if you guys are going to be weirded out by the fact that we're walking in. I just want you guys to be comfortable. Tell us what we need to do. And they, they treated us like we were Toronto. They treated us like we were going to go in there with 3,000 people. And I kept telling them, and maybe it was a language barrier because they're French speakers natively. I I was like, dude, it's going to be like maybe five of us. It wasn't. It was three of us. Three. And we got escorted around the stadium with like easily 30 security guards. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) I have a a really good picture. It was me, my buddy Steve, and my buddy John. And I have a really good picture of John Clem sitting in the top of this uh, section by himself during halftime uh, in a section that seats, seats like 3,000 people surrounded by security guards like he was in like Argentina or something. <laughs> and so the second leg, you know, we, we went up one nothing. I think they ended up winning 2-1. So we, we came home down a goal and it was just, you know, it went to extra time and Kai scored on a header and like it was, you know, to win it, it was just, it was insane. It was it was the, the Nordic had never been more full of lunacy and, and happiness. And, uh, I mean, I could, if you could 
bottle that up, I'd shoot it every day. I'd, I'd develop a drug habit for just that game. Rapid fire question number five. <laughs> it's my turn, isn't it? Yep. I, I, this is what happens. I lose track of where we are. Um, what is one player that used to be at your club that you would bring back? Hi. Yeah. He, I mean, I know that that's like, I think that that would probably be controversial to some, but like, I don't know if, if, if I'm doing, if I'm, if I'm being honest, like, I think that guy will, I think that guy will score goals when he's 57, you know, he's just like, yeah, he's divisive and you know, he's a locker room cancer, but like the dude has video game seasons video games where 26 goals is just like, yeah, he'll do that. I'll take it. Some people, some cancers are worth having. Don't quote me on that. (laughs) Definitely not. Yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, I was pissed when Kai left because I think grownups should be able to get along. Uh, You know, they were him and and Iguayan got in a fight over a penalty kick. I'm sure there was more to it, but like, get over yourselves, idiots. You're playing a game for a living. And I think you yeah. should make every penny that you do and probably more, but get over yourselves mm. and Kai back. Start him over uh, Cucho. Hot take. Send tweet. <laughs> which team has the best fan base and which team has the worst? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so best fan bases are always original teams. Um, no slight intended. Worst fan bases are always expansion teams. <laughs> and you know, I, I honestly truly do not count Cincinnati in that because I don't really truly think of you guys as an expansion team. I know that you are, but I feel like there's such a, there's just like such a poverty of happiness in sports fandom in Cincinnati where just like people don't feel like they have to make, they don't have to like yeah. prove themselves. They're like, what the fuck do I have to prove to you? I'm a Bengals fan. <laughs> You no. just nailed it. That is exactly what it's like. We to... understand suffering. Yeah, right. At the end of our first MLS season, uh, I was with a group in Washington, D.C. for our very last game of the season. It was an away game against D.C. And um, when they scored, like some of their fans like turned around and were like teasing us and like pointing yeah. at us like, ha, ha, ha. And we just like got out our wooden spoons and were like, so yeah. we don't care. <laughs> like, that's not, we're not here to watch a win. We're on vacation. <laughs> Way better teams. Yeah. And honestly, like the answer is anyone who takes this shit too seriously, especially cosplayers. And I don't begrudge cosplaying. I think that it's a fine, fine habit and, or a outlet, whatever, you know, like I'm a Star Trek fan. I've never put on a costume, but like, I understand when people do, cause I really fucking love Star Trek. So, you know, like I get it. But like cosplaying as a European is dumb. <laughs> That's just I, like I don't need to record any more podcasts for the rest of my life because cosplaying as a European is dumb. I'm I'm done here. Like I'm just our yep. episode title. Done. Episode title. Newsboy <laughs> caps, you know. Yeah. Like, like, dude, I've seen people wear like kilts to games. I'm like, what are you doing? instead of soccer like shut up dude you grew up two streets away from me i know what we called soccer when we were kids it wasn't footy (laughs) basically any fuck boy and and um there are you know like all the expansion teams are just like full of fuck boys that are trying to make up for lost time you don't have to do that there's there no- was a guy in front of me at the Bailey on Saturday, or yeah, Saturday, who was wearing like pinstripe pants and a polo and a very fancy watch and vaping the whole time. That guy. That's a fuckboy. And <laughs> yeah. I'm, not there aren't, I'm not saying there aren't fuckboys in crew fandom. <sighs> there are. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just, there's always more fuckboys in expansion team fan bases because they just like, A, there's a vacuum. And you know what fuckboys and fascists do better than anything is get into competitions and who can mm-hmm. suck the oxygen out of rooms the fastest. And yes, yep. they see an opportunity. I just think that's stupid. Like, stop it. So any fan base that has the most fuckboys, and that would be Orlando, oh. Seattle, uh, you know, any, any expansion team. 
Definitely. He's an atheist, but I feel like I'm in church. I know, right? <laughs> uh, if you could watch any two teams play each other at any stadium, who's playing and where? Um, I'd really like to see the 1986 Boston Celtics play the 1997 Chicago Bulls. And I don't care where they play. St. John Arena. But if we're playing there, if we're talking about... Com field. Yeah, LDC. <laughs> we're talking like soccer. The, I don't know, the 99 uh, national team versus the 2019 national team. Just see, let's get, let's just like Ooh. figure out which one is the best. That's you know? a spicy match. Yeah. Like it. I'd like to see it. I'd like to I, see it. Yeah. I think the 2019 team would wipe the floor with the 1919. But I, I feel like that's a sacrilegious hot take. But I just like, you know, the game's different. And, and you know, yeah. we had to go to PKs against China. So. That's fair. Yeah. I don't think it would be a hot take to say that the 2019 team would beat the shit out of the 1999 Chinese national team. Right. But like, if you said, you know, the 2019 team would beat the shit out of the team that went to PKs with them. It's like, Oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong though. I would like to see it. I would like to, I would like, I would like to see it. I, yeah, I, think, it. I think Rosa Bell would just like do figure eights around people, around Brandy Chastain. <laughs> I just think she would. Huh. Who's your favorite, a person or people to watch soccer with? Uh, it, it's your daughter, right? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Shit, man. Like, I'm from an era where there were so few of us that, like, any watch party was, like, I would go to crew watch parties put on by the front office, mind you. Okay? Sacrilegious in this in this era of ultradom. Uh, <laughs> I would go to watch parties just because I thought it was awesome that there were, like, 20 of us. You know? So, like, I, I inherently think that anyone that wears crew stuff or is interested in the crew is either, like, a, an existing friend or someone, a friend that I just haven't met yet. Anybody that supports our stupid thing, you know, is just like cool with me. Any, any crew fan is cool with me. So any of them, I mean, there's like a handful that can get bent, but like, (laughs) for the most part. Yeah. As long as it's not like anonymous animal crew accounts, I'll watch uh, from Twitter. I'll watch, I'll watch it with anyone. What team would you relegate if you could? Oh man. Uh, so is this like, a, would they ever be able to come back? You can make the rules. That's your there, question. There are no rules. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I will make my rules and they are as following. This team is never allowed to come back and their fan base must suffer for eternity. And that is the Seattle Sounders. Okay. <laughs> by Seattle. RIP. I think their fan base is in Ohio. Oh. And, uh, I think they need to experience suffering because the entire time that they've ever paid attention to their team, they've been incredible. They've been world beaters. They literally have never missed the playoffs. They need an FCC record. They really do. Just one year. Yes. Like like the, 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 the crucible of failure that your fandom is being forged in is something that will pay dividends for the long term. You know, it's just like, you know, anyone who doesn't, and I'm, listen, I'm not doing the no true Scotsman fallacy here. I'm just saying like anybody that is too inconvenienced by the reality of the outcome of sport, professional sports, you don't really want them around because they're just going to be a pain in the dick. And, you know, that's what Seattle Sounders fan admits. Yeah. You know, if you're an FC Cincinnati fan that watched them lose seven to nothing to Minnesota, you were an FC Cincinnati fan for life. So yeah. it was seven one. It was seven one. My bad. My bad. It felt like seven nothing. <laughs> An enormous pain in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is very important uh, for us to know. Which is your Harry Potter house? Uh, Pam. <laughs> Who is my Harry Potter house? Thanks. She is. No, she doesn't know. Oh dear. And I've never. I don't know. I've seen. I've seen Harry Potter because of my wife, and she's like six years younger than me, and she's kind of a child, so she's like involved in all of that wizard house stuff. 
I, I literally did not know Harry Potter existed until the first movie came out. And by then I was in my mid twenties and like, what the fuck am I going to, you know, like I'm not getting involved in a fandom at that point. <laughs> we'll I, just give you one later. Yeah. We'll, we'll sort you into it. I've only said that I'm Ravenclaws. Okay. She says I'm not. She said you're not Ravenclaws. I was thinking Hufflepuff myself, not just because I, that's my house, but I think the, the loyalty, the, you know, we'll Hello. mess up your friend's enemies. I just want, that. I just want Ravenclaws. <laughs> I, assume that that's, I assume that that's what it is. is yes. go to the house with like cutting device. Like, I'll get my Ravenclaws mm-hmm. out. Yeah. That yeah, was, I don't, I don't you're no, yeah, you're that no, might not be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who is your most hated soccer team? Uh, Seattle Sounders. And now you have to say something nice about them. Why? <laughs> it's the only rule. <laughs> I think that's the nicest thing I can say about them. Oh, uh, they're, they're, co- they're co-owned by a guy from Ohio. Okay. There you go. Good job. Yeah. He's a traitor. He's a turncoat. Oh. And he should have his Ohio residency card revoked. Yeah, his Ohio card is gone. You were doing so well until then. (laughs) If you could pick anyone to be on a match broadcast team, who would it be? Oh, man. You know what I love is those those feeds with no announcers. I just fucking What? Oh, yeah, dude. I hate announcers. I hate announcers. They ruin a match. I hate um uh, what's his name? Who's the guy that does the ESPN matches with Taylor Twellman? Um, John Strong is that his name? I think so. I fucking hate him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will also watch like if if there's an MLS game on and it's on like 2DN and FS1 or whatever. However, they split that up. I will watch the Spanish language broadcast just because like. I don't want, I don't, I hate announcers. And I, I'm not going to do one of these self-serving things where I'm like Neil and, and Jordan because I'm a crew fan. Like they're great and people love them and they should. But to me, I just don't like fucking announcers. Who's the guy that was the old ESPN announcer? He did the 2014 World Cup. You know, it was like, he called the Dempsey goal against Algeria. He's fine. Whatever. Him. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. How do you feel about Alexi Lawless? So I, I politically, Alexi is, uh, I think that he's just like a standard libertarian that I don't take seriously because like, that's not, that's not an ethos, you know, like I don't believe in the thing that I live in is just like <laughs> the, the dumbest fucking premise into a conversation. I, I, but, uh, I love Alexi Lawless because I think that he plays a character and, uh, whatever like he's a good actor he's a good artist um he played on the 94 world cup team and i have like a soft spot for all those guys and um i don't know if i've ever talked about this but i don't see any reason not to um when my brother died uh he sent me a really incredibly sweet kind and heartfelt um message and just between the two of us, he didn't, you know, wasn't public or anything like that. He just went out of his way to be insanely nice for no reason. And uh, in spite of the dumb, like, you know, Ron Paul impression that he does on Twitter, uh, I think that he's a really good dude at heart. And he's from the Midwest. So how dare you humanize him? <laughs> I know you've just ruined my hatred of him. One of his like one of his weird things. I'm just like your characters. Get your get your shit together. Your characters weird right now. Uh, my favorite character that he's ever played was <laughs> as himself in the Mary Kate and Ashley movie Switching Goals. Yeah. Oh really? Which I watched this weekend because I hadn't seen it in like twenty it's plus years. Now. And I was like, oh this needs to happen. This is the Never best movie heard. of our generation. And there they were just talking about how great Alexi Lawless is, in which case they said he's better than Pele. And I Not was sure. like, I don't <laughs> I was like I might need to rethink my whole life. No. Uh, Mary Kay and Ashley got kicked out of their supporter group after that, I hope. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That is horrible. Yeah. Um, our final most important question, who is your soccer crush? 
Um, so does this mean like sexually or is this just <laughs> it could be your most favorite player? It could be, you know, whoever oh, you love the most. Yeah. It could also be a sexual question. If <laughs> I mean, yeah, how do you want to take it, man? <laughs> oh, Heather O'Reilly. Man. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so like, I don't know. Shit. Um, I, if you're talking about like people who I wear like jerseys, um, I guess there's two answers. One is Andres Mendoza. I'm actually wearing an Andres Mendoza jersey right now. I put him on the back of every jersey I buy because he was the crew's first designated player. and He was an extremely divisive person. And I always think it's weird to like put people's name on the back of your shirt anyway. And also like they might, they will leave you. And so like, what? Uh, Andres Mendoza one time, we were playing a game against, I don't remember who, but Jeff Cunningham was literally going to break the all-time scoring record in MLS. And uh, we got a penalty kick. It was at home. Big, 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 big moment, right? Like, we were all hoping Jeff's going to beat the, <clears throat> the record today. And Mendoza walks up and just takes the ball and will not give it away, will not give it to Jeff. And Chad Marshall was captain at the time. He came up and he just was like, come on, man. Like, this is, you know, we're going to win this game. We're up like two nothing, three nothing. Uh, like, just give it to Jeff. He's a, he's a league legend. He's about to set the all-time scoring record. Let him do it at home in front of his fans. And Mendoza was like, no. And he took it and he converted it. Everyone hated him, including me. Like, I inherently hate the guy. And the next day he walked into practice with the reporters there and everything. He just he was wearing a t-shirt that just said cold motherfucker. <laughs> you know, you got to respect that game. Yeah. And the, and the beat writer for the dispatch at the time, sorry, my kid has COVID. That's uh, okay. uh, the beat writer for the dispatch said, you know, the fans think that you're an asshole <laughs> or the fans think that you should have handled that differently. And he's like, the fans don't know shit. <laughs> like he said that on the record. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I, I yeah. And I was just like, that guy sucks. <laughs> man, what a piece of shit. And let me put his name on everything. Yeah. And so I put his name on everything because like, first of all, no one else does it. It's a stupid joke. And I'm committed to those two things. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for having me. I thought we were going to be talking about saving crew. I, I read up on our whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're we're a weird talker podcast. We ask weird questions and you know I love it. I love the whole so, thing you know. is rapid fire questions. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. Um I, I do want to say I really hope you lose on Sunday. Yeah, so. well, I mean, we do a lot of that at home. Yeah. So no luck to you. Yeah. The weird the weird thing about this year is like we suddenly I mean the crew do not win on the road. And all of a sudden we are winning road games mm-hmm. and we can't win at home. Good. You, guys, you guys know how that feels. I mean, like, <laughs> we know how it feels to lose at home and on the road. Yeah, yeah. experience yeah. both. Shit, I mean, like, but yeah, I, I probably won't be there. Oh. And uh, if you guys are there, have fun. And uh, I'll be there. You will. Okay. Uh, I'm not risking getting COVID. I'm seeing Chelsea next week. Right. <laughs> Where's Chelsea playing? Charlotte. No shit. Yeah, on Wednesday, so we're gonna drive down. Like a preseason thing. Yep. Nice. Who's your? Who are your guys? Is uh. Uh, European teams. Anyone else a champion chaser? We're we're Chelsea's. She's we're Liverpool. Liverpool. <laughs> That's fine. I like Liverpool people. It, you know, like it's weird that um, all of like the worst soccer fans I know, and I mean worse than like a very like loving, you know, like all the people that like I'm like you piece of shit, uh, <laughs> non actual piece of shit. They're all Chelsea fans. Mine are Liverpool ones, so yeah. There's a weird like, like it almost you can almost tell when people became fans, and I truly hate this conversation about how long have you been paying attention because it truly <laughs> does not matter. Uh, but I can almost be like, oh, okay, you're a Chelsea fan, so you know, like you're Drogba, you know, whatever that guy who played for LA's name was. Uh, Liverpool, same thing. Arsenal, and maybe that's just because of crew fandom. Like you know, like I think of Arsenal people as being Hudson Street hooligans. Liverpool people as being Crew Union. Chelsea people as being degenerates that are probably passed out behind a <laughs> stop. You know, that's not even the worst thing I've ever no. been called. <laughs> it's 
fine. The truly elevated people are all Swansea City fans. Let me tell you what. Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, I do have I do have just one more thing to say. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I I was a crew fan for a very very long time, like turn and I had season tickets one summer and was there. We have a picture of my sister with like Brian McBride in 1996, uh-huh. and then at the Legends game yeah. um, that, that you guys put on to save the crew. Uh, I just want to say thank you. I think what you guys did was incredible, and um, I love that we get to continue to have a rivalry with you. And yeah, yeah, there's always a soft spot in my heart for Columbus. First of all, I would I would never propose to know what the right answer is for somebody that lives in or is from or is from and lives in Cincinnati that had an affinity for the crew, and then their and then their hometown team got a, a team. I don't know what the fuck I would do. Uh, you know, it's your, that's your city. Like mm-hmm. I grew up a Celtics fan and a Braves fan uh, and I don't have Bengals and Reds forever. Yeah, like, so if Columbus got a, an NBA team, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I spent my entire childhood wanting to play for the Boston Celtics. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what would happen. I would, I would obviously cheer for the Columbus team, but it would be difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, so right we can say there is no better place to play soccer than in Ohio. So yeah. um, we have two incredible stadiums, Columbus or Cincinnati. Everybody bring your team. Um, Ohio is a soccer state. Yeah. It's Ohio against the world. <laughs> yeah, except, uh, except Toledo. No one wants to go there. Yeah, no. No, we don't recognize them. That's, they're not. <laughs> And if you guys want to talk about anything else, please let's do it. Because after we get off this call, I have to go parent a kid with COVID and hang out with a wife with COVID. Oh, I'm sorry. Stop recording and just hang out. <laughs> She's not going to go for that. You're still recording. Yeah. Pam, this is an all night podcast. Get <laughs> We have a lot of listeners. <laughs> we'll record for real. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, no, thanks, we didn't. Thanks for record. having me. And if um, if uh, you know if we ever start having guests on Aces Radio again, uh, all three of you have to come on and bring your bring your dog, and I'll bring mine, and it'll be incredible. That sounds great. It'll right. be incredible, and you know, I, yes, I hope you lose both times this year, but. Very happy to have you on and (laughs) and continue this camaraderie that we have between our, our two clubs. Amen, sisters. Thanks for it. Thank you. Thank you. And that is it for today, crushes. Thank you for hanging out with us and a massive, massive thank you to Morgan for coming, hanging out, sharing some stories, making us laugh the huge it was so much fun if you want to come hang out with us send us a dm and if you're going to dm us make sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at soccer underscore crush oh we have so much fun content you can nominate crush of the week sign up for book clubs vote in our polls and you know hang around and learn some tactics from us yeah we know them all thank you for listening to Soccer Soccer Crush. crush.